Cat and Moose podcast. I'm Cat and I'm Moose. This is a true life podcast where we explore the quirks of being human. Well, hey Cat. Well, hey Moose. Hey producer Sarah. Hello. How's everyone doing? I'm very interested in your names that are on Zoom today. Mhm. Especially yours, Cat. Oh yeah, how come? <laughs> Well, it says groomed cat. Yeah, we're going to have a conversation at some point in this week's episode about <laughs> whether or not I was being groomed by um, one of my teachers in high school. Oh. <laughs> groomed for what? Oh, I'm very interested. Well, that's what I said, too. Okay. okay. Well, shall okay. we just jump right in? or should <laughs> Please. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I guess we could. I mean, I, I'm sure that you guys have a lot to talk about this week as well. We haven't really had really any time this week as friends to just like talk and hang out. I miss you guys. Not even an ounce. Mm-mm. Damn it. I know. And I, you said something this week that I promise you, besides like all my random news things that I'm obsessed with, it's the only thing I wrote down for this week's podcast. So if you would just like to go <laughs> and I will be fodder. Please do. Um, uh, uh, so do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I'm not sure. I'm, I mean, I probably do. My week has been an absolute blur, an absolute yeah. blur in so many ways. And I have had sadness this week. I've had sickness this week. I have had work this week. Um, so basically I'm a human. And so in case there was any curiosity around that, like I am definitely human. Hmm. And, um, and so I, I don't know my, my memory of, um, of what subject you may have retained from something that we talked about together is it's a little blurry. So if you want to give me a hint, I'm happy to guess. Well, we often talk about that. There are specific words that describe our podcast. And one of those is therapy. Yeah. And so Sarah threw out the idea over our group text message of like, Hey, what if we shift and, and, and also add these words or something. And you specifically said you like dropped a bomb on the text thread. And then you were like, and I was like, uh, can you please explain? And Sarah and I both were like, hello. And you're like, you'll hear about it on the podcast. But I didn't want to say that if you didn't really want to share. Oh, and I'm right. not sure how much I'm, I mean, I will share about it. Um, I, I think that I am in one of those seasons where I'm going to take a break from talk therapy. Great. I think that's great. How come? I've been there. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I understand that as well because there's just times where you're like, am I just churning in the same wetlands? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, you heard that right. I'm churning in the same wetlands. It's just Dear how you therapist, say it. I am churning in the same wetlands and I need to get to dry land. That really sounds like a great... Guys, a great it's Walt Whitman. And if you didn't know it, I mean, just Google it. It's there somewhere. It's not really. I love how poetic you are. And to me, I think you're just making that shit up. And I totally am. Yeah, great American prose. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, um, I I was talking with my therapist about this, which is ironic, and um, just kind of telling her that I'm I'm feeling like I'm kind of in this place where it's like I entered into like the short form 
deal memo version of a contract. And then we spent months and months and months negotiating like, okay, this is what this relationship is going to look like. And then we moved to the long form of the contract. And then we, we nipped and tucked a, a couple of like red oh. line responses to the contract. And I feel like something about the pivot point of my trip to Mexico just kind of felt like um, the contract had like become sealed. I, it's, yeah. it's the only way I know. It's kind of the only metaphor I have. Um, to describe it and that doesn't mean that there doesn't ever need to be a new deal with a new contract and new terms and all of that kind of stuff and at this point in time um, I'm feeling like um, I need a little bit of rest like I feel like I've been working so hard for almost three years now on on my own um, personal health and well-being I've um, I've gone to school I've started school I've lived through a pandemic I've graduated from school you know, I've gone through a lot of changes at work and in life and, and stuff like that. And it's like, dude, I just need to like, yeah. I need to hang out and kind of just like, I almost just feel like I need a little while to kind of swim around in this new wetland. Um, oh, oh, way to, way to, to keep going with way that metaphor. Yeah, yeah, that I've, I've been churning around in and... Um, and the response from my therapist was so gracious and so like supportive and, um, yeah. So I'm, I, I meet with her again this week. Um, we kind of started the conversation a couple of weeks ago and, um, we're meeting again this week. And, um, and, and I think that, that for an undetermined or undefined season that, um, I'm going to, I'm going to very healthily take a break. That's great. I think that's fantastic. It reminds me, which I've not talked about publicly, but it reminds me of when I chose to be sober. <laughs> I'm acting like that you're drunk with your therapist, but just go with me. My metaphors are mixed and not on point today. Okay. <laughs> Bring it on, man. <laughs> but yeah, um, I was sober for a, a certain amount of time. And then like a year and a half ago, I, I literally was like, I think I'm done. I think I, I think that's great. You know, like it was a season that I needed to have. And I know some people are like, oh, wait, you have to go all the way with sobriety or you, what happens when you stop doing this thing that you've done for so long, but it's a season for some people also, you know, like I, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and that there's details there that I'm sure people have questions about, but, um, but I like that cat because I feel like that gives you an opportunity to have a whole new space to like feel and emote and think about without that sort of there as a, um, I don't know, a uh, council, but I think that's exciting. Well, and it, it feels to me too, like I'm, I'm moving into a season. Like I, I like we talked about, I graduated from school. Um, I'm scheduling my MBLEX for a couple of weeks, which is the test you have to take and pass to, um, apply for licensure as a massage therapist. And like, I, I will, you know, unless I crash and burn that test, which I don't plan on doing, um, at that point in time, like I will literally be certified under the state of Tennessee's healthcare board as a therapist and, and no, not a psychotherapist or, or any of that. And I recognize that there's definitely a delineation there. Um, 
some think there's more of a delineation than others, but that's a whole other, whole other topic. But, um, I, I feel like I need a, a bit of a season to operate and breathe and live and learn what it means for me to be in the practitioner's seat again, not as a psychotherapist, but as a different kind of therapist that is also someone who holds space and pays attention to, you know, psychosomatic things that are going on and, and stuff like that. And it's, it's like, it's almost like I feel a little bit like I need to kind of get kicked out of the nest and fly a little bit. Right. And that doesn't mean that there's not other bird community to help me when I need help. And it doesn't mean that there's, you know, not going to be moments where I need to come back to the nest and go, please help me, you know, but I think, I think I need to fly birdie fly a little. We are a metaphor podcast yes. today, ladies yes. and gentlemen. We are. Uh, Sarah, if you could please do me a favor and um, make part of the title Bird Community. Bird Community. That would really just bring me a lot of joy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your bird community. I will say this, Kat. I think it's super cool that you're talking to your therapist about it mm. because I know a lot of people and it's been me in the past, not recently, but when I was younger where I just was like, I think I'm done. And I just like ghost the therapist. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, and I think like, you know, now that I'm like you tra in training and ready to get certified as a coach and stuff like that, I'm like, I just want to know what's going on. I just want <laughs> honest feedback. I want, you know, I would want to go like probably like your therapist is doing, but you know, just encourage and all of that. So I think it's awesome. You guys talked about it. Yeah. Thank you. And I think it's really awesome. Like I was really impressed with like the way that, that she interacted with me in the conversation because it was very thoughtful. It was very intentional. It was very mature. And, um, and, and I really enjoyed having like that kind of adult conversation where like, I felt like the, the back and forth was very, um, like it really kept me on my toes and also like I didn't feel like I was drowning on my toes you yeah. know like sometimes you can be standing on your toes and the water's like up to here you know and and I felt like yeah the water's about here but like I can still breathe you know and that was a that was a really cool feeling and um, and since we're, you know, kind of in the, the vibe of metaphors and I just mentioned water and stuff like that, um, our friend Austin Adam um, mentioned a metaphor to me um, after I had a session with him. He was so generous and, and he offered uh, the Cat and Moose podcast free bodywork sessions, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. And um, one thing he said to me right before um, he left was he said, you know, you guys talk about the river beneath the river on your podcast. And he said, one of the things that I wanted to offer is you can never step into the same river twice. Hmm. Mm -hmm. hmm. Oh, interesting. I see. Yeah. It's like the river is ever changing, mm -hmm. you know? I love mm -hmm. that. Yeah. I thought it was really beautiful. So while, while we are you know, making efforts to be Wu Wei and be in the river beneath the river and get back in the river and stuff like that. Even when we get back in the river, we're not necessarily jumping back in the same river twice mm -hmm. because it too has changed. Um, and I thought that was just the neatest. I think so too. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, and it, it's for me, that's exciting. You know what I mean? That like mm -hmm. it's ever changing, uh, you know, as a chaos, um, 
what's the word? Addict? Podcast. <laughs> I'm like, great. Something exciting could happen here. Um, I heard something uh, on, I don't know where I heard it, maybe on Instagram or somewhere. Sorry, I can't give credit to this. But somebody was talking about mindfulness and, you know, that's kind of a buzzword over the past five, 10 years. And this, I took a whole mindfulness course. Do you remember this at Vanderbilt? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't think I've ever really talked about that. That was a very uncomfortable time. And let me just say, (laughs) as I look back, as I look back at my life, I'm like, you have to give me credit for always trying because I mean, as I, I mean, that had to be like eight years ago that I did that six to eight years ago. And bless my heart. Like even then I was dealing with insane stress and anxiety. Uh, that's not the point back to the point. (laughs) The class was called mindfulness. Um, MBSR people are going to yell it in their cars, mindfulness, something, (laughs) something, something. Anyway, it was really great and uncomfortable. Um, people were just like, mindfulness, be still rest. (laughs) It was, it was three hours a week all in one chunk, which is hard for someone that might be ADD. And, um, it was a lot of people laying on mats and moaning. Um, (laughs) it was, and I, the whole time I was like, Oh God, this is so (laughs) uncomfortable, but you do have to find a deep place when that's happening. My point though, I swear I will get to it. Oh, dude on Instagram says mindfulness is not just about slowing things down which is really a big part of it. It's also about being fully present. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm trying to really catch my thoughts lately when I'm like future freaking out is what I call it, where it's like, like the other day, poor Sarah was in the way of this one, but I had just decided the IRS is coming for me. Like, (laughs) (laughs) by the way, I have no trouble at the IRS. But um, I just had this idea in my head, like, you need to be better with saving for your taxes. And anyone who's an entrepreneur knows, like, that's big, you know, like you need to be doing that. And and I mean, I'm not doing a bad job, but I'm not doing the best job. And it's just like my brain just turned against me and like (laughs) just was like clobbering me. And so all that to say, like, I'm trying to catch my thoughts when I'm not in the present, you know, I'm not thinking like, oh, I need to get off of this recording so I can go make dinner or whatever. I'm just trying to be present where I am. And that's super hard to do, I think, for all of us. But that was really interesting to think of mindfulness as like giving your full presence to wherever you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of um, I had an event at my house this past weekend. I get together with some of the body worker people that are studying Jin Shindo um, alongside me. And some of them are practitioners and gurus. And some of them are like me and, and, you know, kind of newer students. And um, I was um, really sharing during one of our conversations about how I was finding that I'm getting really, really frustrated that I'm, I don't do good at like memorizing routines. Like, yes. for example, like I know like the eight silken movements of Qigong called Paul Dan Gum and how they can open up all the meridians and stuff like that. But that's because they're eight simple movements that I have done at least 7000 times. Right. So it's like, yes, Kat can remember that. Like, good job. Um, when it comes to 
there are, you know, 865,000 points or whatever it is on the body and being able to memorize like here are all of the points along the lung meridian and here's the source point and the tonification point and the sedation point and the horary point and all this kind of stuff. It's like, oh my gosh, I just can't remember it. And then I get a client on the table and I just feel like I'm a complete piece of shit because I'm like, I don't, I I know that this person needs water element work. We're going to work urinary bladder. We're going to work kidney. And I know we're some of the blah, all this stuff goes on in my head. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I was sharing with the group, like, how do you guys get around that? Because you can't just start at being a guru. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you can't just know all the things, you know? And, um, and one of the guys who, who is like kind of the, the main guru in this area of this modality, um, he was sharing with me that um, there's a certain humility to being present with a client who comes in and you do an intake, you listen to what they have to say, you come up with in your mind like, oh, I might want to do, you know, this or this or this to support their body and and help their body support the emotions that they're having and all of this. And he goes, and then you sit and then you listen to their body. Mm-hmm. You don't go into it going, well, here I am. This is what all you told me. This is the routine I'm going to do. Because every time I do that, the session's not magical. It's still helpful. You know, the client usually still walks out and goes like, well, thanks. You know, that was really nice and blah, blah, blah. But when you really just sit and are present with the person. And I would imagine in your coaching, it's similar moose where it's like, if you just sit and be present and create a safe place and listen, like that's what is more meaningful to the client. And there is a certain humility in just sitting and listening and not making it about your agenda or here's what I'm here to prove, or I'm going to be the most awesomeness, you know, practitioner in the world or whatever. And, um, and I thought that was a really, really cool point. So I'm going to take that into my practice this week for sure. I I agree with you. I, I mean, we've talked about like being tied to an outcome of a session and things like that. And I do think that that, it drives me crazy that that's everyone's answer. Be present. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish I could. I wish my brain would shut off. I wish I could give myself a embolism. What's an embolism? <laughs> an embolism or pulmonary embolism is a blockage in one of the pulmonary arteries of the lungs. In most cases, a pulmonary embolism is caused by blood clots that travel to the lungs from deep veins in the legs or from veins in other parts of the body, also known as deep vein thrombosis. Because the clots block blood flow to the lungs, pulmonary embolism can be life-threatening. However, prompt treatment greatly reduces the risk of death. Taking measures to prevent blood clots in your legs will help protect you against pulmonary embolism. Is that not the right word? What lobotomy? I need a lobotomy before I go into <laughs> sessions because that's what it takes. And that's why I understand when people are like, oh, you get in the flow. And I'm like, how do you get in the flow when there's a damn earthquake happening around you in the world? And then I have to like, oh, I'm just going to dip down into the river bloop, 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 and get to the bottom. And now you're like, ah. This is where presence resides. And I, I recognize it's not that, that silly, but like, 
that's freaking hard. You know, yeah. like I, lo- I have a candle lit right here. This is what I do before every session. I have a candle. I've got incense, you know, uh, like I have a sound machine going outside of my office and all of that. And you know what they say when you go like to your similar to your point, like, how do I get to that place where I just do that? You know what they say? They say, coach your face off. And that just makes me want to give you the middle finger because guess what that is to you? Jin Shindo, your face off. What does that mean? It means don't be afraid to Jin Shindo as much as you absolutely can. Because the way we're going to get better is practice. Mm. Right? There's a reason in practitioner land why they call it your practice. Because guess what? I don't think you ever get some place of enlightenment where you're just like, like (laughs) it takes doing your own work in order, you know, it's the, oh God, I can't even talk anymore. All that to say, (laughs) I can't wait to get there one day. Well, but see, now I'm not in the present. Damn it. (laughs) <laughs> well, one of the the ladies that was at the dojo yesterday, she um, is 67 years old and um, has been a practitioner for a long time and knows things that just absolutely blow my mind. Like listening to her talk, I'm literally like going like just it just fascinated at the things she's saying. And I was like, I, I said to her, I said, you know, I said, I'm, I'm so excited to be at a place where I know what you know, because I feel like like I'm just in this place of constant learning right now. And she leaned over to me and she goes, well, I'm at a place of constant learning. So I don't think there's any hope for you to get beyond that. Oh, wow. (laughs) And I thought it was really beautiful because it's like, okay, like someone who's been doing this for so long is saying like, they're still in the same posture of like, I don't know. I mean, I know a lot, but like, I also don't, I don't know a lot. And it's, it's really, it's, it's more about like when you said to Jin Shindo, your face off, it made me think like, what does Jin Shindo mean again? Like what is the actual translation? And it is the way of the compassionate spirit. Yeah. So that doesn't mean hold fire points on fire meridians and expect a water response. Like that's not, it's not what that means. It's like, cat, you show up with the way of the compassionate spirit and then everything else goes after that. And it's just so like Zen Buddha, woo woo, ching chong, chi gong that like, I like <laughs> exactly lobotomy. I think it's the only answer. I agree. Like we just, I think that, uh, um, that or that TV show, I don't remember what channel it's on, maybe Apple TV called severance is actually about this. I've only watched oh, a couple yeah. episodes, yeah. but it's like your work life is your work life. And then you get like men in black zap on the elevator on the way home. <laughs> and then your home life is your home life, but they don't overlap, you know? And it's like, it almost would be helpful just to be like, and now I am walking into a Zen you know, whatever in order to have this session. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what, Moose, we're going to keep practicing and we're going to do it. And it, it reminds me of, um, we brought up a question and this is probably about a year ago now. Um, when, uh, someone who was my employee at the time, she has moved on to bigger and better, uh, ventures since then. But, um, but we were in a debate about whether or not we're each witches, Um, and have you taken this Facebook quiz on Facebook that, that where you like 
put your name in and it says like all women's names have a witch meaning like have you done this thing on facebook no no <laughs> i've not done that i'm i don't i'm not on facebook really at all i mean i have an account but I don't think that would draw me in. Have you, have you done it? <laughs> well, I have. I, I thought I would just shock the shit out of my sister and actually go on Facebook. And when I went to her page, she had this thing that says, you know, all women's names have a witch meaning. Type in your name and see what it says. And so I typed in my name and my name has the witch meaning of wildflower. Um, my song is Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. That feels right. Oh, my personality is that I'm 1,000% stubbornly independent. Wow, that's so surprising. <laughs> my love is my family. Uh-huh. I hate liars and cheats. True. My gentle side is that I will do anything to make you smile. True. Well, depends. <laughs> what? Keep going. Go. I heard dark side. I'm more interested in that. <laughs> my dark side is her silence is a thunderstorm. Oh, totally. That is so you. Oh, thank you. So, <laughs> well, I'm glad that now we all we need is a Facebook test to tell us how we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't that sound so As nice? As a witch. <laughs> As yeah. a witch. As a witch, if you want to know how you're doing, all you have to do is go to Facebook. Um, so I thought uh, <laughs> one of the quizzes that I saw on her page really inspired me, and I thought I could ask you guys to spontaneously play it with me on this week's podcast. Are you open? Yes. Sarah? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, so the the idea of this quiz is to, as fast as you can possibly think of a song title, you think of a song title related to the thing that I say. So let's do a practice round. Okay. For example, an animal. Um... <laughs> Sarah, what do you got? And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little blue and the man on the moon. When you're coming home, that's all. Oh, I got one. Come and come and come and come and come and come got there yeah we did yeah we eventually got there it takes a minute okay so here here is another one a girl's name sarah sarah (laughs) um (laughs) roxanne you don't have to turn on the red light jolene nope that's wrong (laughs) Jolene, 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 Jolene. Okay, what about a boy's name? Okay. I got this. I got this. I got this. Um, I may or may not be googling. What? Oh, I got it. Bad, bad. Leroy Brown is the baddest boy in the whole damn town. What are your guys's? 
Oh, Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. That's a girl. <laughs> I mean, the singer is a girl. Isn't she talking about a boy? We don't know. Oh, so is this like maybe like an underground like it's underground grooming? Uh, yeah. Okay, here's mine. Here's mine. I didn't look it up. Daniel is leaving tonight on a train. Oh yeah, <laughs> get it, Sarah. What's the I next can see one? The red I can see Daniel waving goodbye. goodbye. God, it looks looks like Daniel. Daniel. (laughs) Must be the clouds in my eyes. Okay, so our final final question in song titles that name this thing a profession. Oh, I've got this. Um. Sledgehammer. <laughs> Why don't you call my name? <laughs> so wait, the sledgehammer is a profession? Yes, because they use it in professions. <laughs> okay. Uh, Moose, it is not fair that you are using the internet. It's not. No, it's spontaneous. I can see okay. your computer screen in the reflection of your glasses. <laughs> Okay, um, I got it. I got it. I got it. I need the tune, though. Hold on. Wait, that's not a profession either. Being the son of a preacher. son of a preacher man does not. Preacher man is a profession. Is about the son of a preacher man. (laughs) It's called the son of a preacher man. A profession needed to be in the song title. Was the son of a preacher man? Only one who could ever teach me. Was the son of a preacher man? Okay, you got those ad libs in it. What's your? What was yours, Kat? Uh, mine was drive. Who's going to drive you home? Oh, yeah, driver. Which at that time... Wait, 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 wait. Preacher man doesn't work, but a driver is... No, 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 because yours is the son of a preacher man. <laughs> it just said it had to but, be the title. But the lyrics do say the only one who could ever teach me is the is son of a preacher of- man. Which so is a job. So yeah, yeah. Job is son of a preacher sure. man is to teach Dusty Springfield. I mean... Yep. Yeah. You know. Fair enough. What, fair enough. What do these songs mean? So, Kat, yours is an Uber driver? Yeah. Yeah. yeah mine's an Uber driver. <laughs> or Lyft, guys. Yeah. Or okay, Lyft. Okay. Fair. Yep. Fair, fair, fair. All right, Kat, you got to read the story that I sent you because I think it's so freaking cool. Oh, man. This makes me so incredibly happy. This is a high point of my week this week was seeing this story and knowing that you thought of me and um, our sweet friend uh, AJ thought of me this week too as it pertains to the Blue Angels and I was really moved by that too and our our friend Josh um, he thought of me too sent me a picture of the Blue Angels flying around his office near Chicago it was amazing so the Navy Blue Angels first woman pilot is Lieutenant Amanda Lee yeah 
technically the Blue Angels 2023 officer selection as one of the FA-18 demonstration pilots on the Blue Angels. Congratulations, Lieutenant Amanda Lee. We are so proud of you. So cool. All right, Kat, what else happened this week that you want to talk about? Well, I'd, I had dinner um, with our dear listener and friend, Amanda, and her mom, who goes by a rockin' mama. And yeah. I ended up telling them this story in complete naivete and innocence. And it sent the whole room erupting in laughter and mm. telling me things that I've never even imagined in my life because of this thing that happened to me when I was a senior in high school. And so I told them <laughs> that I was going to bring this live and in person, or at least over Zoom, to the Cat and Moose podcast recording this week to get your response um, to this thing that happened to me and see if it was anywhere near uh, Amanda and her mom's response. So okay. are, are you are you willing to hear my story? Yes, I can't wait. Me too. Have I heard this story before? I've, I feel quite sure you haven't. Okay. Okay. I'm Great. so excited. Okay. So when I was a senior in high school, I had just moved from Washington, D.C. to Florence, Alabama. So let's just say culture shock. Okay. Like it was really, <laughs> really different. Um, and so um, I finished my junior year in high school in Florence, Alabama, and barely survived through that. That next summer, I moved back to the Washington, D.C. area, and I was a lifeguard that summer and um, lived with some friends of my mom's and, um, you know, just was a rebel. I'm not living in Alabama. I'm living back in D.C. And so then I right. bumped into my senior year, and I had a teacher, and I'm not going to name her in case this is going to actually criminalize her. And um, this woman really took a special interest in me. She um, recognized that um, I was a poet, that I was an artist, that I really had a likening for um, literature and prose and art and like all the things and she ended up taking me on this trip to New York City with a few of my other fellow students and we got to go to this literary conference and it was super fun and really cool and I got to go visit Wilson Phillips record label one day and got a bunch of free swag and all this kind of stuff and so I was telling the story the other night and I moved into the part where um, she was a brilliant piano player and she had a grand piano in her house and she would invite me to come over to her house and to lay underneath of the grand piano and close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm really sorry. Keep going. Oh, my gosh. So she, she would invite me to come over to her house, lay under the grand piano, close my eyes and listen to her play music of the night from phantom of the opera and hear how beautiful it sounded from that is this beautiful the part where you were groomed <laughs> i usually think the phrase being groomed is like so ridiculous right because it is um but this is feeling like <laughs> something is happening. Okay, so how would she invite you to do that? Well, see, I've, I've there's some things I don't remember. 
Oh no, that's not good. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what became so interesting about this story is they were asking me similar questions. They were like, well, do you remember like what her invitation was like? And I said, all I remember is like getting on all fours and crawling underneath her piano <laughs> and then laying underneath her piano and listening to da 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 I thought it was so beautiful. Wait a minute. Okay. How did we get to the house? And are you the only one at the house? <laughs> you are. Oh my God. You should probably give her a name. We've got to turn her in. What don't you remember? Do you remember <laughs> what happened after the music? I don't. <laughs> are you sure you were invited to crawl under the piano or was that your idea? No, well, I don't see. I don't remember. Like, I just remember how beautiful the sound was. Like, I just remember being so just enveloped with the beauty of the sound that when these questions were presented to me in the storytelling the other night, it felt really similar to right now is all of my answers were, Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> and that oh seems gosh. a little strange. <laughs> Does it? Okay. Look, before you quit therapy, I need you, <laughs> I need you to do one more hypnosis and give us the punchline here because okay so all you remember did she make you food did you drink any special cocktail I don't again I don't remember like I do remember I was the only other person there I do remember laying underneath the piano and what a beautiful sound it was and I remember I mean how can you not remember the melody of the music of the night from Phantom of the Opera. I mean, it's an absolutely stunning melody that Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote, right? Um, those are the the key things I remember. And I remember her like believing in me so much. And the I whole reason, <laughs> <laughs> the whole reason that this came up is that Rockin' Mama said to me, she said, Kat, what is your obsession with this weather lady? <laughs> yeah, we'd all like to know. I by know. the way, yes, it sounds please. like we've got too many topics for you to quit therapy, by the way. <laughs> I've got I've got three written down on my notepad as we speak. So so the question was, is what is your obsession with this weather lady? And I said, I'm not obsessed with her. And of course, everybody was like, yes, you are. And I'm like, no, I'm not obsessed with her. I said, I think she reminds me of my 12th grade teacher from high school who used to invite me to come lay under her piano oh. and listen to music of the night and they were like herein lies the problem like here is the yeah. problem like it would make sense that I have some weird attachment to a weather lady that looks like my 12th grade teacher yeah. and so I guess maybe it's not time to quit quite yet <laughs> I think first of all if Sad weather lady, who I'm not going to say her name so that this doesn't get super weird, although you could find it on other episodes. Um, maybe when she comes on TV, you could play music of the night and crawl under something <laughs> and see if it like breaks a spell or something. Mm, yeah, I might try that. I might try that tomorrow when it's time for the six o'clock news. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What a freaking story. So do you think that that's okay? No, that's not okay. I don't think so. I mean, it probably was okay 
in the 80s, which is when we grew up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think in the 80s, I mean, watch Stranger Things. Like, everything was okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, everybody's just, like, still hung over from the 70s. And you know what I mean? Like, it just is, like, this crusty decade where it was like, do we have kids? Oh, well, I hope they come home by the end of the night. <laughs> so I, I feel like in the 80s, that was probably pretty normal. Yeah. Well, I graduated in 1993. So there's that. <laughs> oh, wait. Sorry. Yeah. You were in the night. So yeah, that's super weird. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you a story that just happened today that I would normally only tell the two of you, but we have this podcast. So why, <laughs> why not, not tell the world? <laughs> <laughs> right. So Sarah and I decided to go to breakfast this morning at this new, we're trying to stay as local as we can and like try out stuff that's near the house. And so there's this restaurant called Egg Extravaganza. Oh, Extravaganza. And um, super cool little breakfast place. And so we went there and you know how like on the weekends, like after breakfast, you just kind of want to go back to bed. Yes. Yeah, so I never was a napper at all until like the past month. (laughs) (laughs) And then life has gotten me. It has finally gotten me. But yesterday, uh, we both worked on this huge project and we had just been really busy. And so I think my brain was like totally fried and all of that. So I came home from breakfast and I thought I need to do some stuff in my office So here's what my brain thought. So I'm going to go lay down on the couch in my office. And that gives me like alone time. No animals can get me. And I'm just going to rest until I decide that I'm going to work. So I look at the couch and my favorite blanket is laying on my couch. My pillows are right there. Anytime I get a break in the workday, I go and like lay down and just think that way. And so I'm just like so happy. This is my cozy spot in my office. And I I throw myself on this couch and all of a sudden, a smell that I've never smelled before overtakes me. Oh no. A feeling that I never want to feel again overtakes me. (laughs) Oh no. And I jump up as fast as I threw myself on this couch and down the side of my arm from my wrist to my elbow is cat shit. No way, wait, what? How is that even possible? Like, this isn't like the little tiny hardened turds that you clean out of litter. This is like a dog took a dump on my couch, but it was a cat that took a dump. And oh. I mean, this this cat must have saved up like three days of a dump and took it. So I'm covered in cat shit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and Sarah cleaned it up. <laughs> Sarah, how, how much shit was it? It was a healthy amount. She got it all out. <laughs> so, what would you do, Kat, if that happened to you? Like, what would your next reaction be after you jump up? I, I, I would, I would yell a lot of explicatives. <laughs> yeah, and then I would go into like the mode I go into when I'm in crisis, and it's just get shit done. Yeah. Like I would just go into like, there is shit on my arm, clean it yeah. up and then freak the f- out. Yeah. 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 
So um, the mode that I go into when I'm in crisis mode is um, I do get to uh, get shit done, but I first go into blame the fuck out of someone else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I Sarah was still unloading the car from breakfast. I don't know. The dogs were there or something. I don't remember. It was but a trailer. I just went outside with my arm. And just held it up. And she's like, what's going on? And I was like, this, this was on my couch. And I always close my door in my office because Sarah has an elderly cat who is a wonderful, sweet human, except when she takes a dump on my couch. She's not a human. It's a cat. Oh, she's a wonderful cat, except when she takes a dump. And so I was blaming Sarah because it was her cat. And of course, Sarah cleaned it up. But that's when you know your weekend has hit rock bottom is when you lay you you not you don't even lay yourself you full on thrust yourself onto a couch and land in a pile of cat shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's legit and and for real um sounding like rock bottom for sure. And um yeah. I'm just fascinated that like you don't do the nap thing. You've just started doing the nap thing. And as you finally, yeah, like vulnerably thrust yourself into a moment of rest, that's what you're greeted with. That's called mm -hmm. trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It's trauma. It is not safe here. Right. In my own office. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I can't even like the one spot that I want to, hide away from the world and the cat has found it. But you know, there's bigger things happening in the world than that. So I think I can handle it. I really think it's some sort of karma. And you know, each time something like that happens to me, um, I kind of straighten up a little bit more and I'm like, mm. Oh, so I can't gotta be nice to people. You know, I'm sure there's mm. been like one time mm. where Bella, the cat like meowed at me cause she was freaking hungry. And I was like, I don't hear you. And so you know, yeah. So she's like, I'm going to shit on your couch and it's going to be in some um, phase of time that is not linear. That's going to match that moment that you didn't feed me. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah, that, no, that karma's a bitch. I know. And, mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is. Woo way mm -hmm. mindfulness. You just get in there. You know, I almost just went in there and rolled around in it just to be present, you know? <laughs> your coaching certificate would have shown up at your door right then. <laughs> <laughs> You've made it. You've made it. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Sarah Reed. To find out more, go to catandmoosepodcast.com. Cat and Moose is a BP production. <laughs>